No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. simple road family how's everybody doing out there hope everybody's having a good week enjoying themselves relaxing smoking some good dope hanging out and remember we love you guys so this week is going to be super cool for you to hear we had the opportunity to interview one of my podcasting heroes duncan trussell 
Um, when we started doing this thing, you know, I figured I'd start reaching out to all the people that inspired me and helped me to decide to do this. And Duncan was instrumental in that. Uh, you know, with the internet being the way it is and social media making those people accessible, it was really rather easy to get a hold of him. And he actually hit us up back and we made a date to talk. And that's what you're about to hear today. Uh, it's it's very strange to me to be able to connect with somebody like that and on such a human level and have it be so natural and so easy. It, I mean, it just goes to show that we're all just people and that, you know, nobody that's famous is any different than anybody else. You know, we're all just tripping around doing our thing. Um it's been a really wild ride so far. Uh, I wanted to update you guys on a couple of things. A few episodes back, uh, I told you guys that I was going through treatment for hepatitis C and that I was struggling with that treatment and dealing with the side effects and all the bullshit that came along with having hep C for the last 20 years. And I just wanted to let all of you guys know out there that I got my blood test results back about a week ago and I no longer have hepatitis C. So, yay! yay. And that means a lot of different things for me, man. Um, you know, when you have something like that for so long, I've had that ever since Mel and I have been married. And... I didn't really realize what it did to me, man. It really, like, uh, took my energy away. It made me feel foggy in my head. It it made me not want to do stuff a lot of the time. It, I had a lot of extra weight in my body. I felt heavy, sluggish. And it's like carrying around a sack of fucking rocks, you know? And after a while, you don't realize that you have that sack of rocks that you're carrying around. But I'll tell you what, man, like... Now that it's gone, I feel so fucking different. It's so weird. Like, my thinking is clearer. I I feel lighter, like physically lighter. I have way more energy. I used to be the fucking king of naps, man. Like, I would come home from work in the car on the way home from work. I'd be nodding out at the stoplights, just waiting to get home to take a nap. And now, like, that's the last thing from my mind. I come home and hang out with everybody here at the house and smoke a bowl and have some coffee and cook dinner and go to the gym. Like life is so different. It feels so much different. And also too, like living up here in Portland with the change of seasons, like living in the desert, you don't really experience the change of seasons. It goes from on, which is hot to off, which is cold. And that's it. There's, I mean, the leaves that are on the trees, like within three days turn brown and all fall on the ground all at once. And I think if you stood outside and looked at the trees, you would actually see the moment that every leaf on that tree fell like boom all at once. But here in Portland, it's totally different. Like I'm driving home from work the other day and I'm, you know, cruising on the freeway and I look over and there's all these trees on the side of the road and they're all different colors. There's like purple and burnt orange and dark green and lime green and olive color and like all these beautiful colors just bursting out at me. And it's just, it, it feels so good to see like the earth changing and feel the air getting cooler and the rains are coming back and the sky's a little cloudy and it's dark when I leave for work in the morning. And, you know, a month or two ago, it wasn't like that. I mean, it was sunny and warm and the sky was blue and 
it's just strange. It's cool to be somewhere where you can feel the changing of the season and kind of be in sync with that. And you feel, I feel like, you know, this time of year has always been about introspection and about learning and kind of coming inside and hunkering down with the, you know, wearing some sweats and covering up with a blanket by the fire and having a good book and something warm to drink, some tea or some coffee or something. And, you know, different than the summertime when you're out fucking tripping around, going camping and doing your thing. And it's just so much different than living out in the in the desert, man. Nothing, nothing bad about the desert. Don't get me wrong. All you guys that live out in Vegas or in Arizona or New Mexico or whatever, desert's cool. But for me, this is just such a change of pace and so much different. It's so cool. And then having the Hep C be gone on top of that is really a new fucking awesome, fun experience for me. And I hope that it's coming through in the show and I hope you guys feel it that, you know, I've got more energy and more awake and more alive and more alert and get more comfortable behind the microphone and so this this interview with Duncan man is uh the culmination of that I feel like it was like this this milestone for me that the hep C was gone and then I connected with one of my you know one of my peers one of the guys that I look up to and it's uh it's been a wild ride so far so yeah the the business stuff of the show guys keep the feedback coming you know that's really important to us to let us know how we're doing if if nobody speaks back to us, then we just, you know, we wonder. So it's nice to get those letters and, and those emails and those voicemails. If you've got a really cool story, if you've got something that happened to you, you recently went to a show and tripped or didn't trip. If you went camping and something cool happened, you had a realization. Grab your phone, hit the voice recorder and send us in a little voice message. We'll play it on the show and then other people hear it and we can all connect. And that's one of the things that I've noticed doing this is that I've started hearing stories from all these different walks of life now. And I've noticed that there's this common thread that runs between us. And as we do that, we realize that we're not alone and we realize that we're connected and we realize that we're a family and it just makes us all stronger. It makes us tighter. And those ripples go out and out and out into the world. And it's really a beautiful thing that happens. So yeah, send us in those, those little voice recordings to, uh, no simple road at gmail.com. And with your permission, we'll play them on the show. And then also we've got our Patreon page. So here's the thing, guys. We record the show with one mic. Uh, and it's hard for everybody to sit around one table and talk into one microphone. So we really want to get another mic for the show. Uh, we all work for a living and, you know, are just making it. And so we're looking to you guys to help us out to grow the show and make it better. Uh, so that's the way you could do that is by going to Patreon. You can give as little as a dollar a month. And that's like pennies a day, man. It just doesn't come out to very much. It's less than a fucking cup of Starbucks. And, um, you know, that a buck a month, if a bunch of you guys do that, then we got a new mic and the show sounds better and we can keep doing this thing. Um, so, yeah, that's patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And if you do give on there, there's different tiers, you know, a dollar a month gets you certain stuff. Five bucks a month gets you other stuff. Um, I'll do a drawing for you or you get stickers or shirts or neat stuff like that. So that's the way that you can help support us and show us that you're digging what we're doing. And then also uh, we have our Instagram at no simple road. Go ahead and follow us there. But the most important thing, the biggest part of this is iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher. 
go on there, man. If you're listening to the show right now, grab your phone, pick it up, search the show in the podcast app, go down to the review section and click that leave a review thing and rate the show. Those five-star reviews and those ratings help the show go up in the rankings. Maybe someday we could even make it to that new and noteworthy section and we'll grow this thing and more people will be able to hear it and it'll be a really cool thing to get it out there and spread the love and spread the vibe. So yeah, there's that. And then we have the website that's nosimpleroad.com. And over there, we got, you know, all the past episodes are up on there. We put the newest episode up there as well. And uh, we have a forum. Uh, if you guys want to get together with each other and talk, there's a little advice forum in there. If you're dealing with shit and you need help from the community, we're there for you. And we got a place for trip reports and stuff like that. And it'd be cool to see you guys get that going. Uh, so that's nosimpleroad.com. And then the last but not least is the Amazon link. Uh, on that webpage at the bottom of the page, there's a little banner for Amazon. And if you're going to buy some fucking thing from Amazon, which they sell everything from toilet paper to probably rocket launchers, who knows? You go through that link and they will give us a little portion of whatever you spend on there. That's a way to support us that doesn't cost you guys anything. But like I said, the most important thing is that you do the the reviews on Amazon and rate us on there. I mean, I'm sorry, not Amazon, on iTunes and Google and Stitcher. Um, so yeah, let's get to the show this week. It was really fun talking to Duncan. He's a rad guy. And we connected and he actually loves the dead. And we talked a little bit about that. And yeah, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Duncan Trussell. Can you hear me, brother? I hear you. Yay, great. Hey, how you doing? What's happening, Duncan? What's happening? How's life? Where How's... are you? I'm in Portland, Oregon. Oh, cool. Beautiful. How, how's the weather and... over there? It's sunny today for the first time in like a week. And nice. it's like, I don't know, 50 degrees. We're sitting out on the porch. My hands are cold. It's fucking awesome. Awesome. Where are you at? I am in New York. So you recently moved there, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of going back and forth right now, but I, I'm in New York right now. Yeah. But I mean, my apartment's here, but I'm going back to L.A. for a few months next week. Very cool. Um, we It sucks, man. Like, um, I don't know, like last month or something, you were out here for that float tank conference. Yes. And I found out the day after and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Son oh, of a shit. bitch. I wanted, to come, <laughs> I wanted to come meet you, dude. Damn it. Next time. I come to Portland fairly frequently, at least a few times a year. Yeah, it's a it's a cool city, dude. Uh, we moved up here like about a year and a half ago from Las Vegas. And it's been a it's been a total... 180 of life coming up here yeah it's beautiful it, it's a magical place it really is it's one of those places that I, i'd secretly kick around in the back of my head like oh yeah this is where you could move when you were done living in city in big cities yeah it, totally it feels like that it feels like like there's a you're in the forest and the forest just happened to let people live in it yes <laughs> yeah That's right. and the the energy here is really cool. Like having all the greenery around and having the ocean not far away and just the vibe here is super mellow and cool. The totally different clubs, than, than New York. Clubs. Yeah. Yeah. You can't forget the strip clubs where you can watch somebody dance naked and get a steak. 
<laughs> it's fucking important in life, right? Yes. So I wanted, I just wanted to meet you, dude. Honestly, I, I wanted to meet you and talk to Thank you. you. Um, yeah, I, I started listening to your show, I don't know, um, maybe about six months ago, seven months ago. Thank you. And it was, it was really strange for me, uh, the experience that I had listening to you, dude. Um, I have this inner monologue that goes on and you were like putting to words all this shit that is in my head mm. that I couldn't like get out. Interesting. And, that's a fun thing to think about, isn't it? You know, that's a good, are we, or is this your podcast? Yeah, we're, we're hanging this? out. I'm you totally know, man, recording us. So, so, so that's a, not that it, not that it matters, but uh, it's definitely worth putting on a podcast because what you were talking about there, oh, in, in, these are the things I think in my head and you're putting them out there. Well, in quite often with comedy, you know, you'll, people will say with a comedian, ah, he's saying what I was thinking. But what I like to think about is, well, where are the thoughts coming from, right? So, you know, the whole th thought process, when you say I'm having these thoughts in my head, where are they coming from, right? Because it's like, it's not like you have to decide to think. You know, like I have to, if I'm going to do push-ups, I have to do push-ups. But I don't have to exert any energy at all when it comes to thinking. It's just this endless babbling insanity, you know? <laughs> and, and so this is fun to just play around with this thought, which is like, oh, you know, they say you are not your body. But then it's a, if that's the case, then your thoughts, are they part of your body? Are you your thoughts? Where do your thoughts come from? And then you can start imagining something, which sort of brings us to this, like, quote that I've heard. And I always get mixed up with who said it, Huxley or – I'm not sure which one who said this. Um, easy Google search, but the – Madman sinks in the waters upon which the mystic swims, right? So what I'm about to say right. is the horror of the madman and the joy of the mystic, which is the idea that the, the things that you are thinking are your thoughts are not truly your thoughts, but are actually transmissions coming into your mind via the antenna, which is the sum total of all the quantum and macro elements of your body connecting to the universe. So when you say, oh, you were saying the things I think, shit, man, maybe we're just both tuning into the same thing. You know yeah, what I whatever mean? that frequency is, yeah, we're tuned to the same radio station. Yes, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. And, and it's funny, too, like other just little similarities, like nerdy shit, you know what I mean? How you're into Warcraft and, and Stephen King and the gunslinger and... Just a little shit along the road. I was like, man, I got to fucking get to know this guy. <laughs> ah, thank <laughs> you. What there's an a, honor. There's thank a friend. You. There's a friend out there waiting. Cool. You know? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then you were you were you were interviewing um, Dean Del Rey. And so I don't know, like what you know about us, but like it started out um, as a Grateful Dead thing. Like my kid bought me a, a podcast microphone, man. And was like, dad, you nice. and my wife too. They were like, Hey, you should do a podcast about the grateful dead. Cause you know, okay, I love that. Cool I wife. love that shit. Yeah. They're awesome fucking people. And it's just it, organically, whatever that means turned into just us hanging out on the porch and talking 
to each other. And these conversations that we're having are doing stuff for people. And it wasn't intentional uh, up front, you know, conscious. We're going to do something to change, you know, whatever. But it started happening. And I'm, so now I'm riding the wave. And yeah, I don't know. It's uh, getting people like you to talk to us. And it, it's just really cool. And it's an honor, dude, to to Likewise. talk to you, to be honest. Yeah. Like, Likewise. I mean, we, we talked to Ed Lou a while back and, uh, you know, Ed, it's a real humble guy. And, and I told him, you know, Ed, I don't know if you know this or not, man, but you're, you're a teacher, you're teaching people and same for you, Duncan fucking, I've learned a lot from listening to your show, man. Well, thank and it's you. helped me put, to, it's, yeah, it's helped me put together a lot of, um, non sequiturs in my head and, and shit that was kind of broken that, Great. uh, yeah, for real. Thank you. And so back to what I was saying, I listened to you talking to Dean and uh, you guys were talking about the dead. And, and uh, you know, so I was like, well, there, there's a commonality we can we can connect on that. For sure. And go ahead. Go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, OK. I just I just wanted to, um, I guess kind of did dive into that with you a little bit and find out like what's your experiences with them, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. well, it's, yeah. So I, you know, the, how does it work with the dead? It, it kind of works where it's like a chiropractic adjustment. If you're lucky, the universe <laughs> gives you this chiropractic adjustment and you love the dead. If you're lucky, the click happens and, and when it happens or how it happens, who the fuck knows. But if you're right. lucky, You'll be listening to them. You know, and your initial exposure to them is going to be your reaction is probably going to be a lot like, uh, well, I don't know. Some people are better karma than others. But I remember my first like contact with them was actually, interestingly enough, with the first girl that I had sex with in this incarnation. Joy Watson drove a VW was a deadhead <laughs> and would play the Grateful Dead. And I didn't like it. I would listen to it. I didn't like it. And... Um, and then when did it happen? You know, it just, I remember one night, my, one of my best friends driving me home, we were stoned and he put on, what was it? The classic ripple. Like work. Okay. And, 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 but we were stoned. I was with my friend. We love each other. It's like, you know, high school fucking friends, like you're in like the, you know, it's like you're young and you're like stoned when it's really illegal to be stoned. Like back then we didn't have any fucking, even the idea of the potential of cannabis being legalized was just like a, a, a thing you would talk about in the same way you talk about like a UFO landing or something. Totally, like, like I, aliens I showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it feels like it's going to happen, but it's probably <laughs> never going to happen. So, um, so it's like, you know, that kind of love and then like being high and then suddenly, you know, my friend's driving me home, which is always a sweet thing to do. And a ripple comes on, I'm listening to it and it's like, oh my God, yes, this is so beautiful. What is he said? Listen to those lyrics. My God, holy shit. What fountain is he talking about? That was not right made by the hands of man <laughs> what did he know what did he know right. is this a transmission what is he saying is he this is encoded for sure 
Totally. Are they, what are they, what is that? And then like, that was the beginning of it. And then once you make that emotional connection to them, then you can, then, then you have the, a little bit of a compass to help you navigate through some of the more heady waters, you know, so that you can like get more of an idea of what they're doing. And then of course you start reading God. What was that famous Grateful Dead book? Um, Jesus Christ. The elect- not the electric Kool-Aid acid test, no? No, no. There's this book. I had this book of the Grateful Dead. And, you know, all this is converging with me discovering LSD. And here's of a course. band that was connected to LSD. And again, back then, man, there was no, we hadn't, there, maps existed, I, but it didn't exist in the current form. There was not the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies about to get MDMA legalized. There was not... Uh, uh, the Johns Hopkins studies. There was no internet. There was no reference point to like connect with that would confirm your intuition that this substance was not only not harmful, but seemed to be a life improver. And so, any kind of um, cobble, uh, cabal of of individuals like that was being artistically inspired or influenced, or that was in some way or another. Uh, in the DNA of the band, there was LSD, was just a, a real potent and powerful and empowering thing. Because at least here is like is an example of what can come of it. And it's beautiful and inspiring. So that's how I got into it. Well, yeah. And it, it's like what you were talking about a minute ago about how like, you know, tuning into that transmission of that universal mind and, and, you know, you're not your thoughts and all of that. You, when you take a musician who's skilled at what they do and they have the muscle memory and the understanding of how to play the instrument, and then they can open up and get on a psychedelic and get out of their head, so to speak, you know, and getting into that, that psychic soup chaos water that that you float in and being being able to channel that thing whatever it is through your body and out into an instrument that was what they were doing i mean i I always think of like the grateful dead is what happens when you take fucking bluegrass music and lsd and throw them together you know listen man it's the best it's the and you you let me tell you if there's some universal chef the moment he decided to take lsd off the spice rack and start pouring it into the human culture. That was when things really started cooking. And and the the combination of LSD with just about anything outside of manic depression and psych, you know, people who have who are unfortunately dealing with a little glitch in the old biocomputer. Any the addition of LSD to any of these things it will inevitably make that thing exponentially cooler. And um, I mean, there's or so scarier. many. Or oh, and that's cool too, man. Because yeah. scary's cool, you know. So so many times yeah. you talk to someone and they're like, "Fuck, man, I'm scared." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah," because the fear <laughs> of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, my friend. The fear of the no Lord shit. is the be-, be afraid. And when we look in the Bhagavad Gita, when Krishna reveals the universal form to Arjuna and explodes into this like massive, infinite, you know. Uh, array of worlds ultimate beauty and ultimate destruction arjuna's reaction to that was i'm you're i'm shitting my fucking pants here man so like yeah like we well not literally of course but we must uh 
be prepared to be afraid. And and like Terrence McKenna says, ex, they're ecstatic states of everything. There's ecstatic fear. There's ecstatic anxiety. There's ecstatic um, anger. You know, they're all of them. The entire spectrum of uh, emotion in in the in the human being is on every single level sacred and beautiful. So the you know, and, and inevitably it gets back to that incredible quote: "The only thing we have to fear is." Fear itself. fear itself. No, the only thing we have to fear is fear of fear. <laughs> you know, don't be afraid of being afraid. If you're afraid, it's like congratulations, you've got you paddled out into some waters you weren't thinking you were going to paddle out into. Man, enjoy it. Even if you're about to get eaten by a tiger, you are about to get eaten by a fucking tiger. That's fucking cool, tiger. Man. Fuck yeah. Even Crowley. Crowley said like, fear is the forerunner of failure. Like, embrace it. Go for it, man. Yeah. Dive in. Yeah, 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 and that—that's it. The only way out is through, and so it's like when the fear kicks in, and you, God, if you're lucky enough to get a good sweet taste of fear, and you're like, oh my God, it's just like the somebody just took the holy grail and threw its contents into your face and is dripping down your face. You're like, what the fuck? And now you're alive. <laughs> now you're alive. You weren't even alive before fear woke you up. That being no said. Shit. I hope folks don't end up too afraid. I mean, there's there's a lot of um, uh, this is a quote Jack Cornfield always says from the Sufi poet Hafiz. Uh, Fear is the cheapest room in the house. I hope you find better <laughs> living quarters. But yeah, there's way but there's way cooler rooms than that too. Yeah. Yeah, but the fear room's cool as shit, man. Go in the fucking fear room and hang on fucking nipple hooks and like wear fucking black leather pants and get whipped for a bit if that's your deal. But it's like you know what I mean. They're, after you're done with that for however many incarnations you need to go through it yeah there's some cooler rooms man yeah i told i was just talking to a cat last night we were hanging out and my first experience with the dead so like i was this punk rock kid from vegas i fucking knew everything i was a master of the universe and i you know yeah what could this bunch of fucking hippies show me and a buddy of mine gave me some really good liquid LSD and, and ditched me at a show. And my first experience was fucking insane, Duncan. It was, it was complete, like being faced with myself as I see myself reflected out in all these other people and all of my failures and all of my strengths and all my shit just like displayed out in front of me as this cacophony of fucking music and sonic weirdness is happening around me. And, yeah. and I'm just like terrified, terrified that my, you know, my ego's falling apart and fucking and my shoes untied. And I think I might have just shit my pants and, <laughs> you know, and I'm trying to get it together. And oh, fuck, by the way. I got to move my body in front of these people. No fucking way. It's not cool. It's not cool yeah, to right, dance. Right. Like, yeah. And then finally, like coming to the space in my head of like, okay, I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to let it go through me and moving around. And then, oh shit, I can actually like play with this. And this is a thing that yeah, I can like move around in cool. and finding my, finding my space in there. It was really a, a profound awakening point in my life. And it, it really informed who I am even today. And, and I, I've carried it with me. And so that's why I think, you know, identifying with stuff is weird. Like I'm a Christian, I'm a, I'm a Buddhist, I'm a whatever, I'm a, I'm a deadhead, whatever those things, those labels, whatever they mean. But for me, like that was the moment I fucking woke up. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that's yeah. where I go back to. I'm like, okay, well, fuck it. You know what? Yeah, I am a deadhead. Whatever the your negative connotation or your your view of that thing is doesn't fucking matter to me. I know what it means for me, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's my story, and I'm fucking sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. You know, yeah, the label thing. I mean, it's like you're just sort of like, oh, you know. God, I mean, it's always bad when you quote Charles Manson, but like one of the funny Beautiful. things, one of the funny things is the uh, uh, maybe one of the funniest things there is is the Geraldo Charles Manson interviews because like oh, they're both great. put on the show. There, yeah, it's great, but like you know, Manson also has LSD in his DNA, and I guess is an unfortunate example of what happens. Manson is really a story about. Had the dangers of centralization, but um, as all cults and cult leaders are, but he, he, uh, you know, he starts, you know, his whole thing seems to be uh, reflecting the yeah. projection. So someone's reflect, someone's projecting on them. So you reflect that back to them. And this is this is when it's not like being converted through violence, which which is a, a really shitty way to use such a beautiful spiritual mystical tool it's uh it's 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 a really great teaching method because what you could do if someone's projecting some shit onto you is instead of doing what can inevitably happen subconsciously if you aren't mindful you you will turn into their projection if you're around a person who is has enough potency or you've sort of imbued them with enough potency from your own respect for them and they start viewing you in some certain way, then you will begin to conform to that vision if you're not careful. And this is one of the great secrets of of magic. And 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 you know, you so many people don't even realize that they have become servants of a magician. And so many magicians don't even realize that they're magicians. They just think that they're <laughs> like you know what I mean. But but so what what ends up? They just don't realize that they're powerful and and sort of inarguable perception of the universe is actually causing the universe to conform to their perception. And also the people around them, they've drawn to them people who are conforming to that perception. So as a teaching tool, if someone's projecting upon you and you do it out of love, then you can become their projection, recognize the projection, then become it, right? And then you yeah. just transform in front of them like, oh, you want me to be this? Okay. You're, you be, you become a morph. You're morphing. I'm going to morph yeah. in front of you, but I'm not going to do it over the course of 10 or 15 years or however long you think our relationship is going to last. I'm going to turn into the horrible beast you imagine I am only for a few minutes so you could witness what it is that you're attempting to summon out of me. Look, look what your the magnetic field. Look the way it a lot the way it's aligning the filaments of my personality from your perception. Behold the dragon. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So that so that people can see like, oh shit, I got to be more careful about the way I think about you, and I need to be more right. careful about the way I think about. We all need to be more careful about the way we think about each other. You know, because it's like. We're all wearing masks. You may be a deadhead. I'll pull the deadhead mask off. There's a there's a lot of stuff under there, and you Fuck keep yeah, pulling those. Is. Yeah, <laughs> and you keep pulling those masks off, you know, and then and then eventually you get into the field of unified consciousness, which brings us back to the Grateful Dead because um, one of the 
things that they were doing isn't it was experimenting with telepathy through psychedelics right and music totally and, whatever, and that's whatever and- yeah that's not something that people talk about a lot. And so go for it, man. I want to hear what you think. Well, I mean, I think this is kind of the, um, you know, again, what, what, what ended up happening is a lot of us, you know, came into contact with this very powerful sacrament that is still in the process of being, you know, enshrined as a sacrament. And, and, and with, you know, as many, 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 early religions the the followers of the early religions quite often are they get the shit kicked out of them they get arrested by power it's no different with lsd and so uh we came into contact with this incredible sacrament for the age that we're in and Mm -hmm. uh what ended up happening is lots of us have been having these experiences (laughs) And now when I say the sacrament, I, it doesn't have to be LSD. It could be psilocybin, it, you know, any, any of the the heirloom psychedelics or not, or some I'm not aware of. But the, the, the thing that shifts your consciousness in a way that it moves you from the suffering caused by the by individuating yourself to the joy of merge merging. So, right. Um, so. Well, lots of us started having these experiences where it's like you, you know, you're like, "Fuck, man, I think, I think I can see your thoughts," or I feel like when I'm holding you, I, I can see inside of you. I see some kind of energetic field. I could see some blocks, and I'm, you're seeing into me. And you're, you're, and this is a really a, a powerful and problematic um, benefit of the, these substances because. Uh, problematic because if you aren't prepared to see under a person's many masks down Mm -hmm. to the hurt part and you witness the thing, whatever it may be. And, and, you know, we're talking about it, depending on how woo -woo you want to get, we're talking like incarnational problems. Ancestral stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're seeing that, if you're not ready to love it, and you're going to reject it. It's it's a very similar to being with a, somebody you love and, and, and getting naked and say, "Hey, and laughing, like, yeah." And yeah, I mean, like, look, you're you're fucked up. It's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because because that's one of the, the the things that it does. It helps us take off our egoic garments and 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 get down to the like, look, man, I'm I, right here, man. It's not pretty, and and. Right there is where the healing can happen, and, and man, I'm ash- you know ashamed to say that I'm not adept enough to sometimes to when you witness a person's deep, deep anger, deep, 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 deep self-deception, deep, deep deception of the people around them. I, I'm not a fucking guru. I don't know how to deal with that, and so this is one of the problems of the prohibition, and this is also one of the problems of a brand new baby sacrament that just came. Um, twirling out of some incredible synchronicity up in Sandoz, you know? So we, mm-hmm. we, we don't know exactly what it is or how to work with it or what it means, but it's supremely potent. And one of its byproducts is this ability to merge. And so the Grateful Dead were taking this catalyst and they were recognizing that there was this thing happening when they played music and on, on, on the catalyst and probably off, I mean, it's 
I think that it is possible to reach those states minus the sacrament, but you know that they Absolutely. were experimenting with a new kind of grammar, and they were using music um, as to, to to experiment with it, and so um, that that is like okay, I know how a person talks to a person, but how does a group mind communicate within itself? Now we're going to have to start using different letters. We're going to, you know what I mean? Now we're going to have to start using different, different fucking letters, different words. Cause it's like, I know what the one, a word coming out of my mouth sounds like. I know what a word coming out of your mouth sounds like. Now let's mix those words together to form a new word. And now what are we doing? We're singing, right? So, yeah. So now it's like, let's see if we can sing from the group mind and that's why when people are like, I don't get the Grateful Fucking Dead, man. You see him live, it fucking sucks, man. It's like, dude, you're watching a fucking scientific experiment, man. You're watching like the attempt of the of a not just the 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 group mind of the, of these beautiful performers on stage. You have the who are just like giving themselves to the to the to the whole, but the group mind, the gestalt of the entire show, and the 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 merging that is happening. Uh, among groups at the show and then the super merging that's happening as everyone enjoys the music and dances and through various catalysts and sacred medicines experiences mystical states and that to me is is fundamentally what was incredible about what the Grateful Dead were doing yeah and there's something too Duncan like I don't know in my experience from what I've seen like there was something to being in that thing and then coming out of it afterwards and being a part of it and not everybody knew what you were into. It was like, it was like joining a magical order and have gone through the initiation and you've seen the thing and now you've, you know, the secret fucking handshake or whatever it was. And there really, I mean, there's no qualification to do that thing, whatever it is, but it did feel like that, man. It really did. It was, it, it was, yeah, it felt special. And it, it, it was unique and it was an experience outside of default reality and normal existence that I could carry with me that I had in my back pocket. Like, I know something you don't know, you know, kind of thing. And that's what made me like after my first experience with that mind, with that, the universal expression of myself reflected back at me and playing through the music and all that, like I wanted to find out every fucking thing I wanted to go all the way. Like I, what could possibly matter more than this was the thought I had, you know what I mean? What could possibly matter more than this? Like I'm selling all my shit and I'm fucking following this thing around the country so I can sniff it out, man. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the one, you know, there's such a wonderful, I want to, you know, the new Testament is just incredible. And one of the encounters Jesus has is that, you know, the story of Jesus and the rich man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, though. Go for it. Yeah, so it's great. So this, you know, rich guy comes up to Jesus having grokked that this was uh, an actualized enlightened being and and said, I want to follow you. And uh, Jesus said, nope. You know, again, I'm (laughs) paraphrasing here. But Jesus is like, no problem. All you have to do is give everything you have to the poor and follow me. And the rich guy's like, uh... Mm-hmm. He's like went full meatloaf. 
I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. I won't do that. <laughs> See you later, bitch. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and that is the, that's the, you know, anytime you, you, you encounter something, uh, and, and again, you know, this is, I, it could be that we're post-guru and that, or, or that the guru has evolved and now the guru is the gestalt, is the sum total of community. And, you know, I think that is, that, that, that's, that's, the, that's where everything's headed, a decentralized field of love consciousness that cannot be deactivated. Because, like, if we have a, anytime you get a, a, an individual running the show, man, it's like all that has to happen is the dominant power structure. And unfortunately, we're in an era where dominant power structures seem to be running in a way that is antithetical to love. And what the right. dictates of love. So, so that means that by becoming a, a, if you were to become a servant of love, messenger of love, friend of love, whatever you want to call it, then you immediately would become an enemy of the state if the state's existence depends on suppression of love, right? So, right. This, is a, this is a problem. And the, the, the fix of the problem is, oh, shit, okay, no pro- what we're going to do here is we're not going to have any more representatives uh, in, in the form of the individual. Because what, what ends up going down whenever that happens is they nail them to crosses, they shoot them, they shoot them, they nail them to crosses, they arrest them for nothing. They arrest them for nothing, man. They arrest them for nothing. For, for growing, growing plants. plants. You know? <laughs> so it's like, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. So that's the game we're playing. The game is if you identify a leader in our community, you, you take them out. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. There's no more leaders. Now we're going to be decentralized, and we're going to trust that that thing that we were talking about earlier, not the you know scary mind babble, but the deep, still, quiet voice inside of all of us, these are the marching orders. And we're going to have the guts to trust it. And we're going to have the guts that it's going to bring us to the people we need to be brought to at the time we need to be brought to them. And we're going to have the guts to know that we are part of a thing that is so powerful and beautiful and real uh, that it's going to change the entire planet because world peace is truly possible no matter how many forms of subversive government state propaganda want people to think that that is an absolute ridiculous woo-woo-y, yeah, whatever, flower child. It is possible and it's happening. And so – People like you, when you come into contact with the very first flickering flames of this revolution that's happening, you realize, oh, yes, that nothing is more important than this because you love the earth. And you, and you, and you recognize, oh, okay, yeah, this is going to some way or another that I don't quite understand. This is part of something that's going to transform the planet into a planet that I, I, I want my kids to live on. Right. And, and you know what I mean? And then and when that happens, you're like, yeah, I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I don't no, need what, stuff. A fucking TV. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need it. You know, I don't need to have a whole house full of crap. I just nope. want to be in this fucking soup. <laughs> yeah, you I want to be in this and, soup. And there, there's something that you're saying, dude, that, that a couple of days ago we had a conversation. And uh, I don't know. It's part of that universal mind reflecting itself back again, talking to you like the 
the podcasting medium and, and these conversations that we're having, there's so much fucking crazy nightmare apocalyptic shit going on out there right now that it's over the top. It used to feel like this like specter off in the distance and I could like shut it off and go, well, you know, it's always been okay uh, my whole life and I can just kind of forget about, but fucking things are different now, man. It's in your face and it's, it's upfront. And then you, you have these little cells of people that are coming together and we're talking and we're sharing these ideas and we're talking about things that, that, people didn't normally talk about and, and weren't heard outside of your little core group of friends or whatever. Yeah. That's and, right. and there's something happening, man. There, there's a balance. There's a, a, a counter measure that's that the universe is putting out to this darkness that's out there. This, and I hate to even use the, the analogy of light and dark because it's all the same fucking thing, but this negativity that's, that's being manufactured and poured down our throats the universe is taking measures to protect itself. And, and it's a, you know what, we're going to fucking make these cells of people that are somewhat healthy and able to speak my language and broadcast out there. Not, not literally, but figuratively broadcast these vibrations out through microphones and through yeah. instruments and through these things to, to kind of heal what's going on. And I, tr- I really do believe that what it sounds so f- hippie and whatever, but fuck it, man. Like I, I really do believe that just conversation like you and I are having right now has a potential to heal. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is uh, yeah. And, and healing of, you know, when we think about healing um, and what that means uh, on the planetary scale, you know, it's really exciting. And, and, and yeah, I think these conversations and, and the internet and what it's doing to help with the merging process. I think Timothy Leary said the internet is uh, this generation's LSD. Now, I don't know which generation he was talking about, but I think he'd probably identified the, even in the early days of the thing, the Mer- the potential that the, the internet has for merging every it's just either a thing is dividing or it's merging is one or the other generally and then that's how you can usually know who's working for who so huh. you end up around a person whose like job is to divide and is trying to find the differences and is trying to amplify some hierarchical structure instead of you know kicking around the concept of like a, a fluid hierarchy, which is really like, you know, when you go to Burning Man or when you're in any kind of community, it's a fluid hierarchy. So whoever's cooking the food that night, that's the king, you know, like they're making our soup and they're cooking for us and they're, Fuck this yeah. is the people, you know what I mean? But that person is not the king after, you know, we've done the dishes and now we're playing music. You know, the person who's DJing or playing music for us, they're the king now. Or, you know, when, when we're setting up our tents and we're building our structures, the people who are really good at that, that's who I'm taking my marching orders from. If you're yeah. making the fucking food and you tell me to go grab some tomatoes, I'm grabbing tomatoes, officer. You got it, brother. Whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we're talking about a fluid hierarchy. And and, and we're talking about a, a decentralized sort of... Um, a decentralized modality, right? So this is um, th- this is where you can uh, you can see right away. It's like okay, so if there's somebody who starts marching around, 
who's like, you may, I'll tell you when to cook the fucking food, and I'll tell you when to make the, put up the structures, and I'll tell you when to wake up, and I'll tell you when to go to sleep, and I'll tell you what you can put in your body, and I can tell you who you can fuck, and I, you know, all these things, then, then you know who they're working for. Now they might just think I'm a leader. I went to leadership training school. <laughs> yeah, but it's I like know all the I could tick yeah. all the boxes. Yeah, but you're a fucking Satanist, and you don't even realize it, man. You don't even realize it. You are a disciple of some dark archon that is, for whatever reason, hell bent on making an entire species think that they are. They're somehow versions of the species, as, as Terrence McKenna said, that are better than other versions of the species based on the way photons reflect off of their skin. And, and, and this is fucking obviously the height of insanity. This is one planet. This is one species. This is a, a, a many, many beautiful, beautiful, malleable cultural systems. Nothing is in stone everything can be revised everything can be updated new 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 forms can grow and through this we will continue to merge so are you are you merging us or are you splitting us up that's 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 how you can tell that's that's how you can tell and so whenever and some people don't know it they don't realize that's what they're doing in fact even now i'm guilty because i've produced a division between us and them us being the children of the earth them being right. the dark archons <laughs> but when you get into the really high math you have to start thinking okay 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 so there are these temporary divisions that are definitely you can see them for sure, when the dudes in the Darth Vader masks come out and start pepper spraying people who want to vote in Spain. So you're like looking at that and you're like, all right, all right, who are those fucking dudes in the Darth Vader masks pepper spraying people? Who's the guy who's going to take you to jail? Who's the guy who's going to like uh, take you take, if, if you have too much money that you're traveling with? Who's the guy who's going to take that money and why are they doing it? So this is what I really love about um, the principle of trauma, which is. Whoa. When you begin to recognize what's going down here is a game of ancestral hot potato, right? So we, you know, like you were saying, my God, you look out, you turn on the fucking news. And Bill Hicks has the ultimate joke about this. You turn on the fucking news and it's just like AIDS, earthquakes, fires, war. But then like you go outside and you just hear crickets. It's beautiful yeah. outside, right? Billix has the best joke about that. So the, 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 the news is fucking amplifying the destruction, right? But the reality of it is this. Right now on this planet, more people have access to electricity and clean water than in, in many other eras. The human beings aren't getting wiped out by the Black Plague. The Mongol horde is not descending upon the cities of Europe. Our... Are, 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 though, though, you know, with a, a mad king and a, a few mad kings here and there, what really is going down is that, 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 and, and again, I mean, this sounds so callous and cold and crazy to say any death is a, a, a big, is a, is a fucking like singularity, you know? And, and when it happens, right. it leaves these brutal holes in communities and, 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 and so much grief and pain, but relative 
to that swamp of the past that we just trudged through the industrial fucking revolution. My God, <laughs> you know, where there was yeah. no, there was no minimum wage. There was no like concept of union worker stuff. workers rights. Yeah. 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 So what we're dealing with though is, is a kind of epigenetic imprint of ancestral trauma that is manifesting in the form of totalitarian fascist personalities. So the game of hot potato we're playing is when you play around with the concept that inside of you, that thing that makes you want to control people around you, suppress people around you, be the king, be the leader. Here's how we're going to run the fucking show. That thing (laughs) may just be a, a kind of hot potato of suffering and trauma and grief that's been passed down epigenetically through your familial lines. And that when it gets to you, you have this chance to perform an alchemical operation on this hot potato, which is to instead of transform to transform it from a, a hot potato made of the race memories of your family and the Holocaust, which really is imprinted on a lot of us and the the um the many, many horrors that have recently happened into, if nothing else, a potato that has within it your devout faith that world peace is going to happen. And that's what you pass on to your kids. And that's what you put out into the world. That's what we're spreading around. And so what, what this means is we must follow Neem Crowley Baba's advice. We work on ourselves so that we can help the people around us. We will be mm-hmm. the tender. We will be the match. We will set ourselves on fire. And those around us who uh, are, are set on fire by our love, then they will spread this fire. And, and, and when the fire spreads, my friend, there is no <laughs> fucking fireman that can put this out. There is no dude in a Darth Vader mask who's going to put it out. It cannot be extinguished. Because it replicates, than, yeah. Yes, it replicates, and it's it is it is the most. It's more powerful than any kind of current technology. In fact, it is the source of technology. So that, to me, is the what this internet thing is, and what podcasting is, and what that feeling is that we have, and that's what the Grateful Dead represented, and that's why when. Uh, little temporary autonomous zones form around love fields like the Grateful Dead, then what you're talking about when you go back out into the world with this great secret, well, you're on fire. You go yeah. out into the world and you've been set on fire. And, and, and the secret that you have is one of the great secrets. It's the surprise party that waits for us on the other side of death. It's the truth of the nature of what we are. And, and in a world where so many people have been accosted by the nefarious fucking paradigm put out by these sons of bitches who want us to believe that all we've got is the material universe and just stuff and people are essentially cattle and, you know, all that's important is your family and, and everything after that means nothing. And look at all these strangers, you know, then, then you realize, oh, my <laughs> God, these people aren't evil beating us with these clubs. These people are in pain. These people are hurting. These people are the end result of a kind of tragic avalanche that our species has just gone through. 
And so the brighter we burn, the more likely that'll, that, that fire is going to start spreading into their enclaves. It's going to get past the, 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 the psychic walls and barriers they've constructed to prevent uh, being set on fire by love. And the more that happens, that's where the change happens, if you ask me. Praise God! <laughs> yeah, amen, brother. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it, it's like it's like you were saying earlier. You know, when when we were coming up, I think we're kind of close to the same age. Like the thought of marijuana prohibition ending or psychedelics being discussed in the open was this fantasy land that we lived in. Like it was a, a cool thing that we thought about in the background. Like, wouldn't that be neat someday if that happened? And, you know, you've t- we've touched that, that field. We've seen that mind express itself. We've gone into that place and played in it and learned about it and done it. And while that's happening, it's doing the, the psychic surgery on us of that, all that ancestral yeah. shit that you're talking that's about. Right. And, and those little doctors are getting in there and excising those tumors and those fucking yeah. smoldering wet lumps that are in there yeah. and pulling them out. And then when you come out the other side, you're different and you, and you take a look at yourself and you're like, fuck, I'm 50 pounds lighter I don't have all this shit I'm carrying with me and those yeah. psychic ripples are spreading and the world around us is changing because of it just simply in the fact that I can sit here on my porch right now with my friends and I can smoke pot and I don't have to worry about the cops showing up and putting me in a fucking cage for smoking a plant that's right you and I mean? not only that you can record a conversation while you're enjoying that sacrament that is going to be transmitted infinitely into the digital medium and that is incredible to think about that's crazy man that's crazy you know and, and there's there's responsibility in that too though you know what i'm saying like i fucking tripped out duncan after i did my my first episode I, I really laid my shit out there. Like I, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be honest and tell my story. And if it resonates with people, it resonates and I'm just doing it, you know, going for it. And I fucking hit send on that computer. And I went to the grocery store with my wife and I'm standing in the fucking produce aisle of the grocery store. And I had a fucking meltdown. I'm like, Oh my mm. God, my whole oh shit. Mom, my fucking dirty laundry is out there. And anybody <laughs> can listen to it. Oh my God. Yes. What if my mom hears it? Yes. My fucking boss, I'm going to lose my job. And what the yeah. fuck did I just do? I got to pull it yeah. down. And yeah. I saw, I saw, uh, somebody sent me a meme and it was Maynard from tool. And he was standing over a vat of his wine. Cause he's like, he's a winemaker. And, yeah. and I, I'm going to, butcher the paraphrase of it but the the meme said like you know i got a i got a letter from somebody asking me if my wine was vegan and organic and he's standing over the the vat of wine with a piece of bacon and he's like (laughs) he's like i here here's my answer to whether this is fucking vegan and organic here you go and it just it gave me pause and i was like you know what i'm fucking me and it doesn't matter what anybody thinks i'm on my trip and here we go. Let's go on the ride. And yeah, it, it, there's there's something to it, man. There's something to when you release yourself into that thing and just say, OK, I'm going to trust it. I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting the flow and I'm not fighting anymore. And I, I'm, I'm letting all the walls down, bro. And, and here it is. Well, the confession booth is a very potent idea, isn't it? And, and the problem with the confession booth is that it's a centralized booth. There's like one dude in there. 
you talk, <laughs> you know what I mean? But th- this confession booth is the community. And the community is a, is, is a, is a, a poultice. It's, it's a, a great community is going to wrap around you like some kind of medicated bandage. And it's going to, it's going to pull out your darkness. And, and, and one person isn't enough to do that for any other person. This is the problem of the fucking, what do they call it, the nuclear family. It's like, come on, man, that's not a, a one wife, one husband. This is not enough to, like, help pull the, these things that you're talking about, the psychic forms, the karmic blocks. We need a community. And, and, and in a community, when someone's suffering, they'll deal, everyone will deal with the suffering of that person individually. So if you're suffering in a great community... Or if there's just something bugging you, or even if there's just some question you've got about the world, in different ways, the community will come and talk to you. The people will just talk to you, and they'll hear you. Or you'll you'll start singing your song because you trust these people. They'll hear you singing the song, and they'll know. Oh, I know this song. I know that. I know how this song goes. And they'll sing. They'll heal you. They'll sing with you. And that's what a community does, you know. And so with the podcasting, one of my great joys in podcasting has been every once in a while I'll admit something. And the response is generally, no matter how much I'm dreading it, is generally one of love. And if if the thing is so heavy that I can't say it on the airwaves, this other community of friends that I have, I'll say it to them, and they'll they'll you know they'll respond with love because there's my they're my friends and they 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 they've been working on themselves, and that's the healing. So yeah, we need a community, man, and we need fearlessness, but also the fearlessness you. If you're going to be yelling these things out, you know, there does have to be an Im- implicit trust in the benevolence of the universe and a- and be prepared for the ego destruction <laughs> that comes, you know, because, you know, right. there's some, you know, we have to, it, it's a, it's a, um, as much as this hippy dippy, the song that we're singing sounds so sweet and pretty, it's like, you, you can't, what is it? fucking quote man like uh, the rock you know uh, for if a rock don't cry mm. crying when pain is happening is like a you know a rock weeping when a sculptor is like you know <laughs> sculpting it into some beautiful form so it's like we have to be prepared for the deep cuts you know and and and, and it isn't always like okay man it's cool sometimes it's like what the fuck you know, let's look at this deep. Let's think about this, how you hurt people in this way. That's what ayahuasca does, right? I guess that's what people say. That's what, that's a, what I've heard, a, yeah. That's what a mushroom trip will do for you, for sure, when you get the spanking. You know, like, what always happens to me is I'll get, like, attacked by demons, and this always gets followed by the embrace of some goddess mother being that, like, <laughs> right? comforts me. But first it's this initial, like, swarm of hyperdimensional um, gnat, things that and then this mother this sweet beautiful mother lifts us up and is like it's okay it's okay i love you i love you it's actually quite similar to what i do when my dogs piss on the fucking floor you know it's like (laughs) it's like what are you doing i tell you not why i take you for walks we have a yard i'll just let you into the yard you know and they get so freaked out and i'm like go to your spot and they go (laughs) to their spot and they sit there and they look at me and they're so freaked out and sad and then i let that 
last for a very short amount of time because dogs don't have that long of an attention span. Eventually, they're going to forget anything that happened. And just now you're just this upset monkey. But like you, you know what I mean? But then when they're like just there, you go like, but I love you. You're the greatest dog. Good boy. You went to your spot. And then voila, now they're happy because that's what dogs like. So in the same way, it seems like sometimes the universe does that to us when we piss on the floor. And man, we are going to piss on the fucking floor because we just got shot out of a pussy into time. We, you know what I mean? This is where you got to be easy on yourself here. You're going to piss on the floor. You're not going to do it right. And, and that's just the way it goes. So all of us have pissed on the floor. Many of us, we can still smell the piss from our psychic carpets. And it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? And it's, you know. My we, sock that's why is still wet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So this is that, you know, this is part of it. It's like the, the I guess if I could say the, the uh, to, to summarize some of what I was, I was, we've been talking about or what I, I've been thinking about lately is. Number one, work on the self. And, and that, that, that means identifying what's in your life that is a div- divisive force and what is in your life that's a unifying force. Who wants to separate you from the crowd, from the community? Who wants to merge with you and merge with the community? Identify that. And then yeah. once you know where, what that is, what's cooking there, don't go up to whoever it is or whatever is like, you want to divide me. No. Now we just like work on it. We think and we think and we work on ourselves and we try to unify all the division inside. Right. And the more you do that, the dividing forces, I think, will give up or you'll leave them or they'll leave you. And then or you'll even better, you'll just start getting pulled into this updraft where you're or you, you won't even drunk. care about it anymore. Yeah. Shit, man, I don't know. This is this is actually one of the real stumbling blocks I'm, I have right now is, is like uh, inaction as a form of spiritual evolution and inaction where you're tricking mm. yourself that you're spiritually evolved, but you just don't want to deal with the fact that you're in a shitty job, shitty relationship, shitty situation, <laughs> abusive situation. You got to fucking get out of it. You know what I mean? Because like there's a lot of that's the other side. We can't just fucking sit around like laying around, you know, imagining, oh, it'll be okay. Sometimes you gotta fight, fight for real. Bhagavad Gita happens in the field of battle. So it's you know what I mean? Like there this is a thing where it's like so what happens is we're sub we're unconscious, many of us. And so because we've been unconscious, assembled around us as a group of people who are at this at our level of like sort of like, you know. You know, some people actually are with groups of people, and I've seen this happen. They're with groups of people where if they even start uttering anything that is remotely distant from pop culture, even slightly off the fucking heartbeat of whatever Ryan Seacrest is diarying uh. into the brains of everyone, then this then these people feel threatened, and they'll be like, "What are you? T- are you okay? What are you talking about?" Like there there are people who have found themselves who start waking up in that kind of, you know, encased in that kind of sarcophagus of people. The chrysalis. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind of demon chrysalis, and it's like shit, man. What am I going to do here? Because if I even even vaguely start talking about anything that is remotely outside of whatever the particular sphere of community that I'm in uh, is comfortable with, then I, then they fucking beat me down. So now, and, and then that's a real problem, man. Sometimes you end up with people 
and they don't want you they don't want you to merge because they're threatened wow. by it. if you merge with others then you can't be then they can't control then they don't have you as their own i don't know where you're there. going man that road is uncharted yeah 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 and that sucks so when you end up in that kind of predic- predicament you can't m- meditate your way out of that like sometimes you've got to be like hey man we we're we got to part ways for a little bit here like mm-hmm. and that's tough isn't it that's a tough one yeah you know i'd never even i never even thought about that before like i've really been fortunate to have people around me that genuinely care about me and genuinely love me well that's because and- you've been doing the work i mean you built that yeah, yeah, but I can't even imagine what that would fucking be like to come up and not have support. I, I would fuck, man. That's like, that's scary. That's a, I wouldn't even know how to move in that, to be honest. Like, where do you go? What do you, you know, fuck, I'm going to find a podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. go to a meetup, something, shit. I, <laughs> well, yeah. The, yeah. What do you I, the do? Ryan Seacrest thing isn't isn't cutting it anymore, and I'm not finding what I need. And shit, man, everything that used to matter to me doesn't matter all of a sudden. And where do, what do I do? I mean, it's happened to me on levels in my life like that. You know, at times things that I used to use that built me up don't have that same resonance anymore. And just those little things were were huge things for me to get past. I can't imagine if. Everywhere I looked outside of me was this, you know, wall. Fuck. Okay, now you've got it, right? And this is one of the things we have to figure out. Because think of this. You're one of the dudes who wears the Darth Vader outfits. You sometimes in the morning slap on fucking SWAT gear and head out to protests and spray poison on people. Okay? Now, think about that. Uh these people are waking up too. Everyone's waking up. And I've met some of these people who are waking up. Police officers. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and they're waking up, man, and, and they don't know what to do. Because if you think it's bad to be surrounded by some kind of like vapid, you know, pop culture group that I just invented, I don't even know if that's real. Imagine suddenly coming to your senses and you're you work at the US Canadian border and you're some 240 pound fucking you know authoritarian dude who goes through rock and roll tour buses in the hopes of finding a joint so you can fucking strip search a band and take all their shit and something starts happening in the midst of that life you know some little thing some unfamiliar flicker and your heart starts lighting up and you start thinking man I don't know if this is cool I don't know if I want to do this just don't feel right yeah and these are the people that we really need to sing to. And these are why, you know, I don't know. Again, one of the things I really love about building a thing is that you can ignore every single thing that doesn't get you there and just come up with the end result, right? So <clears throat> I think in the fabrication of world peace, the initial step is to allow yourself the revolutionary. Uh, so what you do is you sort of clear out in your mind, you clear out a little revolutionary space. And within this space, the way I picture it in my brain, anyone could picture it any way they want, is I create this, there's in my brain, there's this little sphere, like this sphere. Inside that sphere is earth. And that fucking earth 
Oh my God, man. It is a beautiful planet. It is beautiful. It's like, there's no, like, the concept of nationalism, it's gone. This is a, this is like a hyper advanced planet of people who are all communally working together and yet maintaining their ego identities for the sake of hedonism and fun and joy. And mm -hmm. the, all in these two things, the, the communal connectivity and the joy, man, listen, I don't want any, there's so many people I, I know who have the most beautiful, hilarious, quirky, glorious ego identities. I don't want those to go anywhere. These are amazing. Yeah. You know, I love people's who they are and, the, and, the, and what they can do in their talents. But in this world, these two things are, 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 are working together. And, and the currency is the currency of, of giving and with no sense of receiving. And yet from every gift, there's an exponential return because we've tuned into some kind of technology that we don't have quite yet that's allowing this to happen. So I like this planet, I, I visit it sometimes, you know, I just I'll go and check it out and and I'll see the limits of my imagination because sometimes it's so beautiful. I'm too afraid to even think about it, you know, or or it's so like wild and incredible. But what I'm saying is first let yourself have that place and your place doesn't have to match my place or anybody's place, but just let yourself have that place. And with the moment you do that within the pixel that is your identity or your human body, you have started the, the revolution, the movement. And <clears throat> then, and then, so with, so that's the starting point, right? And in that place, these Darth Vader people, they've been forgiven. They haven't been taken behind buildings. They haven't been put down like happens in so many other violent revolutions. They've been forgiven. Trespassers will be forgiven. They've yeah. been, we get it, man. You know what I mean? And in that place, every single time one of them decides, oh, you know, I'm going to take off the Darth Vader mask, they come to us. And They've we're got like, somewhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. We love you. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome home. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we got to do, man. That's what we got to do. We have to be a swimming pool. We have to be the most glorious, fun, incredible, colorful swimming pool. And man, let me tell you, imagine on a hot day standing next mm. to a swimming pool filled with amazing, beautiful, sexy, cool people in a Darth Vader outfit. You're going to be and like, we've all you know got what? a cold beer and you're yeah. all sweaty. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be like, I think I'm going to take this off for a second and jump in the pool. And when Fuck you do, yeah. we're not going to be like, no, you're a Darth Vader man. We're going to be like, yay. <laughs> yeah, Another one has joined on in, us. Man. Yeah. <laughs> come in, come in, come in. Fuck yeah. yeah. Duncan, man, that's fucking beautiful. Thank you for that, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I you gave me homework. I get to fucking picture <laughs> this oh, it's planet. So fun. Thank you so much. Oh <laughs> man, cool. wait till you fly around in that thing. Do the Google map, zoom in on certain parts. You'll see some of the strangest things going on. All of them hilarious. All of them beautiful. All of them really, really novel. And some of them a little a little ecstatically scary, but way less scary than what's going on here, man. Well, I mean, we're talking about like not mass shootings, but maybe like people like doing like some kind of mass orgasm beam. You know what I mean? There might be like <laughs> orgasm bombs going off that maybe you're like, 
frowned upon because they're unexpected. <laughs> that's the, well, I'll take that over as shooting any day. The point is, you today can in like, Portland, sixty thousand people came at the same time at Oz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to we had to hire the fucking street sweepers to come in and suck it up with vacuum cleaners. <laughs> yeah, it's like guys, if you're gonna do the orgasm gun. Give us some more notice so we can get stuff down. It, it, it takes yeah. a long time to clean up all this jizz. But Vi- like- vinyl. Yeah, we need to put up vinyl sheeting and call it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, Duncan. Right yeah, on. Yeah, you let yourself go as far as you want with that planet, you know, because the main thing is they don't want you to do that at all. They want you to, the, 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 they, whoever they are, whatever it is, the idea is that's not possible. It's possible. It's possible and it's happening. Wow. Thank you, man. Thank you, for, for Thank you for talking to us. Me. Yeah, dude, I, I just want to say, like, um, it's been an honor for us to talk to you for reals. And uh, likewise, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful fucking thing to be able to connect like this. Like, like you said, that the digital landscape has made it easy and facilitated this connection. And well, I'm grateful to that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending your time doing this. And thank you so much for putting this out on the airwaves and for having the guts to do what you're doing. It really is cool. And it's a real honor to be on your show, man. Thank you for having thank, me. Thank, thank you, brother. And, and next time you come to Portland, man, hit me up. We got a big ass 3,800 square foot house with extra room Ooh, and lots, nice. lots of pot and a cool dog and family. Yes. You got family in Sounds Portland, like dude. Uh, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, if you hear I'm coming to Portland, and for whatever reason I've uh, forgotten to contact you, please reach out to me. You have all my data. I'll talk to you in the future. I will be out to Portland sooner than later, I betcha. Right on, brother. Love you, man. Love you. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Bye. Hare Krishna. Hey, Duncan, man. We appreciate you stopping by and really, really had a good time talking to you, dude. It was really cool. Thanks from the No Simple Road family to you, brother. And we meant it. When you come out, hit us up. And we'll have a good time. Everybody else out there, hope you're having a great week. Be good to each other. Spread love. Spread light. Picture that strange little world that lives only in your head. Fly your Google Maps view around there. And remember, if there's anybody around you that you see that's waking up, embrace them, man. We need each other. I love you guys. We'll see you soon. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Hey listeners, 
I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.